Now you know uh-huh. one thing what I live for is of course poning them libels, as you know. Poning. Well, I'm, as I'm sorry, you know, for, the libs. For, for the youths listening, poning is some uh, early internet slang. Uh, uh, to to own someone, you see, it was Psh. because of a misspelling. They know damn well what I mean. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I know everybody says this all the time. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Pwn them libs. So anyway, <laughs> I just happened to realize... I've accidentally been playing right into their hand. You know how? Uh-oh. How? All along. I've been out here making my career, breaking my back, wearing my calluses down, playing mm-hmm. electric guitar. You right. know why that yeah. is? That's because the why? libels don't let you play gas-powered guitar no more. So <laughs> what I'm going to do, I'm going to start running all my amps and my pedals off a right. gasoline generator. No ethanol, neither. I'm talking about... Pure right. gasoline running yeah, my leaded. guitars and amps. <laughs> leaded, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. put the lead in. I ain't going to get the lead right. out. I'm going to put the lead in. <laughs> I ain't playing no electric guitars like some kind of sissy. Yeah. That, wow. I mean, I'll show you know, them. It will. It will. Because, like, they're, uh, you know, creating that energy with, like, coal, usually. <laughs> so they'll really. <laughs> feel the sting i'll show them uh-huh. using liquid dinosaurs to play my fucking ted nugent riffs i play great white buffalo in your face with my gasoline guitar absolutely thinking ted nugent's probably thought of this right like yeah he, probably he's yeah, out yeah. there like you know being a piece of shit and and thinking up shit like gasoline powered guitar <laughs> I think it's instantly more macho, right? To play gas guitar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in between songs, you can just hear the generators idling and sputtering. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> smells like two cycle at the fucking venue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it, though, because the Absolutely. libs are going to be steaming. 100%. them some steaming licks. <laughs> they might be steaming, but I'm up there rolling coals, what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I have smokestacks on my amps, dude. Take out, Biden. <laughs> oh, shit. Got oh, my God, man. We are here just giving you guys all the best ideas in the world on the newest right. installment of the podcast, Dead and Lovely, here with the host That's of the most, me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And on today's episode, we's going to be diving deep into Blade 2. That's how mm-hmm. you say it, right? I mean, you don't yep, say Blade. You don't say Sade, you say Shade. So I figure this is pronounced Blade. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's Blade 2. <laughs> Blade Dose. That's right. We're going to be talking about that one, but not before we chinwag, shoot the shit, all that mm-hmm. other kind of stuff we usually do here on the show. If you want to get straight on to the movie talk, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast right description. Down there. You might be one of those people being like, I got to know if I should watch this movie from 2002. I need to hear the opinions of professionals tell me if I should watch it. Let me save you some time. Go ahead and watch it. Yeah. Well, yeah, watch it. It's good. Yeah, it's a fun time. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got to crack me open this co-beer first. You mind if I go ahead and crack this thing open? Yeah, do it. I'm sipping on and uh, a, a little bit of a... Tequila and soda and lemon over here. Oh, it's killing it. a little Love lemon. It. What's your uh, what's your tequila brand right now? I am always an Altos guy. Altos, Altos is my my fave. 
Not a sponsor. Um, Could be, though. Not a sponsor. They, yeah, holler at us. <laughs> Altos, I would 100%. Uh, I like Espelon. Espelon's good, good for me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Altos is definitely like a habit because I, I have tried other tequilas and been like, ooh, that's really good. Uh, but yeah, the one I always just, you know, go back to, Altos. Dude, I'll tell you what I just cracked open here. This is a what beer that I got from our main man, the notorious RDM, Roger Dean Miller. He gave me this Barn Town Brewing peanut butter and strawberry jelly sour. Oh, wow. Look out. Okay. Okay, so, all right, I'm very interested because strawberry jelly sour sounds good and peanut butter and jelly sounds good, but peanut butter and sour sounds interesting. I would be skeptical except for the fact that I've had the one here in Knoxville by Zool Brewing. They do like a. They kill it sour. Oh my God, dude. You've had it, yeah? Yeah. No, no, I've I've just had a lot of Zool. (laughs) And every time I've had a sour there, it's like. They killed it every time. Man, theirs is a, it's like a peanut butter and grape jelly sour, and yeah. it has it all. It is surreal. Yeah. It is like the perfect fucking after school beer. It has awesome. like. The, <laughs> after the, school <laughs> beer. <laughs> the beer gives it like a, a, a breadiness to it. Yeah. Okay. But then, you know, you get the, the richness of the peanut butter, but then also the sweetness of the berry coming from the jelly. Uh-huh. But there's is there's is a grape jelly. I've not had this one yet. It's a strawberry jelly. Let's okay. just dip a whisker in. That is my preference for a PB and J is is strawberry. I, I I mean, you know, I'm fine with grape or whatever, but strawberry is, is the one I prefer. Right. How's that taste? That is that is the one right there. Holy God. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so good. Awesome. Like, it's so good. I, I have to text Kate and tell her to come try this beer because it's <laughs> Get ridiculous. In here. Drink ridiculous. This. <laughs> try this beer, woman. That's what I'm texting her right now. Tell her to shout her reaction close to the mic. <laughs> yeah, just holler. Yeah. It is. Yeah, dude, this is really, really good. There is some kind of magical formula going on here with a peanut butter and jelly sour. This That's is awesome ridiculously good holy moly it's up there with the zool one the zool one is really good this might be a little sweeter maybe just due to the strawberry i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah maybe but by the way you are correct peanut butter and strawberry jelly is the the way to go right sandwich Mm -hmm. yeah it's way better yeah yeah dang i'm I'm a big fan of a pb and j though you know don't have them that often but i've been making my own bread like i just stopped buying bread from the store yeah. And uh, PB&J on my bread, it will knock your fucking socks off. It's Ooh. so good. <laughs> you doing like a sourdough kind of rig or what? No, you know, I started that and I think like that's a fun thing people did during COVID or whatever. But like, I don't eat bread like just to eat bread. I only eat bread for a sandwich. So mm. I wanted to learn to make sandwich loaf. So I, I found like a, a basic... Uh, Joshua Wiseman on on YouTube, great channel. I I followed his recipe for just a basic supermarket sandwich loaf. Uh, of course, he used you know uh, good bread flour and uh, and a high quality butter. Um, and I'll tell you what, the butter is the the real. Like if you're out there, you're making this same sort of thing, and you're like, oh, it's just not that great. It's the butter. The it's butter the is is always gonna be worth it to buy the better butter. Cause it's so like whenever I use like a good like Irish butter, it, it's just so like it, it's almost like there's nothing in your mouth. Like it's mm. so perfect, but it, mm-hmm. the taste—it's like this perfect taste and texture. But it's like you're—it's it, like it just 
falls apart on your mouth deliciously. It's so perfect. So you're anyway. saying this is yet another time in your life that you're just sitting here going, you know what? Paula Dean had it right. Just another Butter. time you're saying that to yourself, huh? <laughs> Paula. I don't like to find myself agreeing with all the team, but in this case, we do agree. Even a broken clock is right, right. twice a day, is what they say, ain't it? Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. Yeah, no, uh, making making my own bread, and as I, ta- I said last week, I, I started fermenting my own wine. I actually have a wine I'm going to be racking today, uh, doing a little bit more than I did with the first batch. The first batch was just like a super basic attempt with like no equipment, really. Uh, and I got a little bit of like cheap equipment, uh, and I'm going to be racking this like sangria style wine that I'm fermenting. Uh, very excited for it. I think things going to be great. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm really excited about is the progression of this because it's going to go from like, hey, I, I've been baking bread, I'm making wine. Uh, then you're going to be like, I just started homeschooling. And then the next episode is going to be like, <laughs> I'm working on my militia right now. <laughs> okay, it's going to spiral. All right. Now, the homeschooling thing is unlikely because there are no children here, but... you got to homeschool your dogs, what you're going to do. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Yeah, well, I have been homeschooling her for quite a while now, so... Yeah. Yeah, I guess militia's next thing. That's next. On the next installment. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, huh? Yeah. Our paramilitary wing's doing well this week. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Dead and lovely and heavily armed. It's <laughs> the next phase. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. Jesus. Well, we are currently uh, recording this the week before Halloween. We're getting uh, some party preparation and costume creation preparation, all that good jazz going on here. Yeah. And we've been watching ourselves a couple of movie to get oh, in the spirit yeah. of Sawin. You want uh-huh. hear about him? Yeah, yeah. What you been watching? Poltergeist. Oh, fuck yeah. This hass is clean, as she says. <laughs> Love it. Love Zelda Ruben scene. So awesome. It's so good, man. Yeah. Damn it, dude. Like, that's one of those movies that we watch all the fucking time, and it never lets me down. No. It is so fucking great. Always great. I agree. We watched Totally Killer. Oh, that cool. new one. What's well, got yeah. a dang old uh, Sabrina in there? Sabrina's uh, it does in have there. Sabrina. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dude. What'd you it's think? It's so good. It's like it's fun, back, right? back to the future meets yeah. slasher meets, I don't know, something. Kind of reminded really me great. of like uh, uh, somebody maybe saw Happy Death Day to you. And yes. Uh, it was kind of like, oh, I like I like what they're doing there. I'd like to do something similar. I'm cool with that. Like it's not, I'm not I don't think it's original. I don't think it's like something new. No. Uh, I just think it's done well. It's fun. And they're, uh, you know, they, they chose funny, uh, good actors young actors to play the kids and it just it's good totally it's it's great man i think the best parts about it are that a young person from today's age goes back to the 80s and just calls everybody out on yeah just constantly <laughs> problematic like, behavior holy shit what yeah yeah, yeah. but and, and that's like i think that was fun from like either perspective too because like yes yeah, she's like appalled by the way they're acting but they don't even know to be appalled mm-hmm. yeah totally like yeah, they don't even the, register right and again that's not like entirely true of the 80s there were always people who knew better but largely with kids you know the, they were dumb <laughs> and they, they were <laughs> ill-informed and yeah you're likely to say terrible stuff all the time and and uh yeah, I thought that was real funny. Like, uh, 
culture clash type of thing going on there. It was. It was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot, man. That was just a good, fun watch. And, uh, man, last night we watched a documentary that I didn't even know existed, but we found it on Prime for free. Okay. It's a, I don't know, I'd say it's kind of in the vein of Crystal Lake Memories. Or, oh, okay. Uh, the uh, Never Sleep Again? Never Sleep Again. Yeah, Thank yeah you. those are great. Love them. But it's called uh, Living with Chucky, and it's about the Child's Play oh. franchise. Oh, cool. Okay. It is fantastic. It is really, awesome. really good, man. Like the people that made those movies are like a little family. It is yeah, such a familial yeah. unit. And it's not at all like like when you watch Crystal Light Memories and you see this franchise getting passed around like a volleyball at a Nickelback right. concert because nobody really gives a shit. They just want to make money. Right. Don Mancini, and there's lots of like loves, drama. It's yeah, like he yeah. Loves that. He is. He is so. And that's why. That is why the the remake is such a slap in the face, right? Like it's dude. Totally just you. ignoring all these people who've worked this this hard to create this franchise. Yeah, uh huh. Dude, it, it's really changed my opinion on that remake. Like I thought that remake was okay, but they yeah. don't even talk about it in this documentary. Yeah, why well, would it came out? Yeah. 2022 so it was out right. by then uh-huh. and the thing about it is dude is that there's you know s- similar to those other documentaries it runs through all the movies in sequential order that kind of talk about them and yeah. you're only like halfway through and you're like they're out of movies what are they gonna talk about uh-huh. now and then the rest of the entire thing is just everybody talking about how much fun they have how much they love everybody yeah. how much they love dawn like oh, how it's all cool. a big family affair it's got yeah. Um. Uh. Shit. I'm blanking on his name now. The voice of Chucky. Fucking Green Worm. Oh, Brad Dorf. Yeah. Brad Dorf and his his best. daughter in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, who's in really? a bunch okay. of the movies? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they are so fucking sweet together and have so much admiration uh-huh. for each other. But in terms of that remake, they totally sidestep it. But you know that they're talking about it. Where they're like, you know, one of the reasons the fans love this franchise because of how Chucky's always been a practical effect and right. CGI and the voice is something acting that would... is amazing. Like, you, yes, you, it doesn't matter. Like, you buy Chucky because of Brad Dourif's uh, voice acting. Like, he sounds menacing, so it yeah. makes the doll way more menacing. Oh yeah, and they're like, if this franchise had CGI Chucky, it just would not be the same. Oh, it I would mean, sucks so bad. Yeah, there'd yeah. be no reason to wait because, like, it as a practical effect, it's a lightweight doll. You know, like. There's still that hurdle to get over, though. Honestly, they get so good at that by the time you get like Bride of Chucky and stuff like that. Um, but like, it's a lightweight doll. If it were CGI, there'd be nothing to it. Like, you wouldn't buy it. You wouldn't buy anything from. No. It. Well, yeah. I mean, and the remake did that. The remake had yeah, CG. And it Chucky. sucks. Yeah, and it yeah. sucks. <laughs> it does not look as good. It's really a great documentary, man. I would highly, highly recommend watching it. Really entertaining and just really really endeared that series to me i've not watched all those like i said on i think last week's episode i just Uh watched child's play three i've not watched bride seed cult i think that's all the other ones i know Uh, uh, but i'm I'm wanting to now yeah i know anna and i have uh, child's play coming up on the hell rankers uh and i'm excited for it like it it really doesn't feel like it's gonna be too hard except for honestly the remake (laughs) i know right yeah yeah Yeah. because that's that's one thing i'm looking forward to seeing is if anything in that franchise ever dips below the depths of a level of 
like let's say some of the Halloween sequels or some of the Hellraiser sequels, like the Child's Play series might be one of the better classic horror franchises in terms of it just actually batting average. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as far as like consistency from film yeah. to film, yeah, it might, might be. be. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy to say because like honestly, uh, I, I'm i not the biggest fan of some of the Child's Play movies, not because I don't see the quality, but it's just like I, I don't buy the doll. Like it's yeah. just not scary to me, but that's fine. The movies are still, uh, they're still fun, especially when it gets to Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky and stuff. That stuff I think is just stellar. Uh, yeah. But Child's Play three, you know, you just watched it. It's not great. And then like, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not fully sold on Cult of Chucky, but I am going to rewatch it and see if maybe I just missed something because I know people like it a lot. But it, it's it is a really good franchise, really consistent. Yeah, man. So good documentary, recommend it. And that is about all that I've had time to watch oh, this yeah, week. Well. What about you? What have you been on? Boy, I've been on some stuff. Uh, on uh, Tuesday night after we recorded uh, our you know annihilation episode i realized you know i haven't watched men liked uh, alex garland's other movies oh yeah check out men so sat down and watch men uh boy i love that jesse buckley <laughs> i should check out men so i sat down and watched men <laughs> uh-huh. <I did. laughs> this is fun uh-huh. <laughs> uh, i love that jesse buckley she's great um yeah. and uh i had a lot of fun with it and i think the butt baby thing was great oh <laughs> like, my sorry, god dude man, should i cut that is that a spoiler spoiler for men and i won't but say baby. anything more about it uh yeah it is a bananas movie i yeah, uh, I, really I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it personally uh, i thought it had some really great tension some of those scenes yes. where she's just out in the woods and she sees like silhouette of dude at the end of that tunnel. yeah so creepy Ooh. yeah and when she's like getting back to her house and that man's like chasing her suddenly oh and like god, she terrifying. barely gets the door closed oh gosh it's so yeah yeah i i think it, it did uh everything really well and i really liked the green man elements that like you know uh full core element was all great um so yeah i, I mean i'd love to do it on the show uh alex garland uh batting three for three of the movies i've seen i think he's doing a good job um, yeah, no kid, man. I mean, some people and then found also it Dread, to be... I said, yeah, Dread, he basically co-directed yeah. according to Carl Urban, and that's a great movie, too. Anyway. I know <laughs> some people found Men to be pretty heavy-handed, and it kind of is. I mean, it's it's not yeah, burying it, the, the allegory whatsoever. I, sure, yeah, but I think that, that is, that's fine, because what it does is show just how scary it is. Like, it doesn't matter that it's saying overtly certain things it's showing like okay but like this is what it's like and you're all like this you know yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i mean it's not like the the title is hiding anything about what it's trying to say it's about men (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so i don't think it's ever claiming to be some kind of like very stealthily hidden allegory about the stuff women have to deal with it's very much like yeah this is how it is so yeah Man, that's so. Amazing. Yeah, I I definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't. Um, also, we watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre four, and I know you haven't seen this, and I am uh-uh. so excited to do it for the show at some point because I've I you know I've seen it a couple times throughout the years, and every time I am just sitting there, like you can't take your eyes off the screen. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I am saying that. 
it will make an amazing episode of the podcast. No kidding. Because okay. there's so much to talk about. Primary for me being Matthew McConaughey being entirely off the chain. The man is just fucking going wild in this movie. And like I haven't seen I, I and I, I you know, from what I read, uh he had full trust of his his, his uh co stars. Uh, but I didn't look into it too far. But he, he does some shit that I, I swear, like, it had to have been improvised, but it's also, like, so gross. Like, like he's sticking, f- like, fingers in other actors' mouths and shit. Like, Ooh. and I haven't seen him do shit like that. Maybe, maybe ever again. I think Killer Joe, if you've ever oh, seen Jesus, Killer Joe. that like movie is that. fucked. Yeah, that performance. But, I mean, you know, that's all written. Everything he's doing in that is is basically what was supposed to happen. Whereas in TCM, it's like, God, ah, he is just fucking going wild. And, awesome. like, it, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's, it's definitely got, like, stuff worth talking about. But <laughs> I say fun to watch. It's just, you know, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> <laughs> never exactly super fun but it's yeah. a good movie it's a good movie in, in in that it's interesting not the the effects and the mask oh my god like the leather face mask is just a full-on mask it doesn't look anything like human skin at mm. all didn't even okay. attempt it it doesn't look like <laughs> wow all right yeah but yeah, that, that one's definitely going to make a good episode of the podcast. Uh, um, also watched uh, uh, Psycho Goreman, just for funzos. The best. And That's the best reason to watch that movie. 100%. Still the best. Uh, had on Nightmare Before Christmas while we were carving pumpkins the other night. Um, nice, nice. I carved old pumpkin the other night, too. I did. Yeah. Um, uh, largely, though, been watching a good bit of Halloween. I think I've talked about uh, watching one, two, three up to this point but maybe not uh but yeah recently have watched one through four h2o and resurrection and i did something a little bit different like i you know because the there's the different continuities you know and i've always just watched them in order but i decided like you know when we did halloween ends i watched halloween one and then 2018 kills ends to just see how that story plays out uh, well, then I watched uh, Halloween 1 and 2 and H2O and Resurrection, because that's one of the timelines. Oh, and, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, and then, like, now we're watching 4, 5, and 6 as follow-up to 2, and that's interesting. And then we're going to, you know, get to the Rob Zombie ones, too. But, man, it, it is, when you watch it in the different timeline orders... It's real interesting because the H2O universe, like, you know, Lori is far more just emotionally devastated and less, you know, uh, ready for Michael. M- much more like she, she like progresses to I'll fight back and win. Whereas in the 2018 and stuff, you know, she's fucking constantly vigilant and prepared for michael uh and then of course in four five and six or in four she's just killed off screen like oh, yeah, so glorious. unceremoniously like, ugh. so that's the worst but yeah it, it's it's been really really fun and again like it's one of those things where 
every time we do a Hell Rankers episode, I go into it like, ugh, I don't want to do this. And then by the time we're done, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad we did this. Because <laughs> it has changed my perspective on a lot of Halloween stuff. Like, I think two is worse than I thought before. Right, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it like... And some of the stuff that we've been seeing in four and five, I'm seeing a lot of what they're doing with Corey Cunningham. So it's kind of elevating a little bit that Halloween ends, but not much because the actual experience of watching Halloween ends isn't fun for me. (laughs) No. uh -uh. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, And then on Friday night on the screaming chat, uh, it it was a last drive in and uh, uh, Joe Bob showed demons too, which is always a fun time. I've never Um, seen it. Oh, you haven't? Oh, it's uh-uh. got a lot of the same actors from Demons 1 in different roles. And That's not confusing. Yeah, it's got a, it's like a meta thing going on. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Check out Demons 2. Um, and then on Sunday night, we watched Slother House, which... Oh, I'm dying to uh, watch this. Dude, it's so fun. I yeah? had a blast with it. Going into it, like PG-13, you know, I thought like, uh, and of course it's got that kind of cocaine bear feel, like maybe totally. they just, you know, pushed out something to try to capture that magic or whatever. But no, it's, I think it's just um, a well thought out, like fun horror movie that is a sloth, a killer sloth. <laughs> and it's fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So it also it very much reminds, like they're, they're clearly not hiding um their roots with like black christmas being a big inspiration like okay it's it's there and i love black christmas and while we were watching it and it was like this is a better black christmas movie than black christmas 2019 oh yeah and uh, i agree it is (laughs) it's a better black christmas movie is it set at christmas no <laughs> but it's still better than black christmas it's still better than black christmas wow yeah. wow I, man yeah <laughs> i gotta check it out i heard it's really fun. yeah definitely it, it's well worth your time hell yeah man hell yeah oh and also we've been watching a whole bunch of halloween episodes of stuff because uh uh the legacy brutality episode which just came out uh, yesterday when this comes out um it, it, you know we're talking about halloween episodes and let me tell you uh bewitched didn't expect this because I watched I watched Bewitched, you know, growing up, but I, you know, never got fully into it. But Bewitched is the show for Halloween episodes in the sixties. They no had shit. five Halloween episodes out of eight seasons. No other hmm. show was doing on that level. And the Halloween episodes are like they're witches, you know? So like they 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 are mad at the representation of witches in Halloween and how Halloween's been taken over by kids and stuff like oh it's it's cool like it's it's fun so i so they're they're to halloween the same way like church ladies are about christmas where they're like they're taking the emphasis off the reason for the season yes it's so funny like i mean like i it's it's bewitched it's not like super hilarious it's fine but uh i it's it's cool watching it because it's like you know we're we're you know tracing this uh, lineage of Halloween episodes and how we get to the later period where, you know, it's basically just, of course, you're going to have a Halloween episode. If you got an episode coming out on Halloween, it's going to be a Halloween episode. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been real fun. Like the Adams family Halloween episode, great time. There, there's so many like fun ones early on where it's clear like that Halloween is just now catching on, you know, people are just now, getting into the idea of trick-or-treating and stuff like that it's fun to watch 
Yeah. So yeah, awesome, man. That's, that's awesome. Like a good time. Good mm-hmm. deal, man. Good deal. Well, I'll tell you what. We got time to watch a few more good Halloween things to get in the spirit. So hopefully, I've got time to watch. Uh, actually, I still haven't watched the OG Halloween yet. And oh, I've got get a, on a that. Couple that's a more. great one. Yeah, I got a couple mm-hmm. more. I need to sit down and try to take in a four of that. Is on my my list for oh my god yeah. the best dude. we're god. recording this is coming out November first we're recording like a week before Halloween that's why yeah. we were talking so much about Halloween <laughs> hey man but you know Halloween runs until December right right yeah until December twenty fourth I believe yeah, yeah that's the rule yeah. we filed for extensions uh-huh. that way we get extra Halloween <laughs> yeah it that's just how this entire thing August thirteenth and yep. it ends December twenty fourth exactly that's the yeah. dead and lovely timeline of Halloween absolutely. <laughs> That's right, man. All right. I'm going to let this woman of mine try this here. PB and Strawberry J beer. She's going to give you an earnest reaction. It smells like candy. It smells like candy, she says. It is It is pretty sweet. But, man, it's good, dude. It's really good. What do you think about that? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good I stuff. I how much that's delicious. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate how much that's delicious. Love it. Yeah. Oh have another sip. It's so good, man. Like it really gets the peanut butter and strawberry. It tastes like Jif peanut butter and Smucker's strawberry. Like it's sugary, like an after-school sandwich should be. I wish it had. I wish it had that Zool like breadness. Like they kind of have the crust of a yeah. bread in theirs, like on the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. But that's phenomenal. So good. Yeah. Two out of two people in this household agree. I'm going to let the dogs yeah, Give some next. to Turkey, yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see what he thinks. <laughs> Dude, our, our little girl Darla is in here with her new favorite Halloween toy. Kate found her these, these bats at Target, and they're just uh-huh. little little tiny winged bats, and yeah. they are Darla's favorite thing in the world. You can probably hear her squeaking them right now. Uh, she carries yeah. them around everywhere she fucking goes. It's That's adorable. adorable. Yeah, Salem also has a, a little bitty bat with a squeaker in it. Big fan mm. of it. So I don't fan. know. Maybe it's just uh, uh, super cute dogs love bats. Who knows? Could be a thing. Could be a thing. That's it. Could be. Yeah. All right. Well, now we got our opinions weighed in on this here lovely beer. I want to be talking about something what I seen in Blade Dose, which uh-huh. I also watched this here week. I'm uh-huh. talking about. You see the fucking gums on them reapers? You see them jaws and mouths and mandibles <laughs> yeah. on them things? Ooh. Yes. Yeah, it's rough. Ooh, wee. It yeah. got me thinking about other horror mouths that we've mm-hmm. encountered in all of our years in watching mm-hmm. scary movies. And I just got to ask here as we enter into that preview palace, what that right. mouth do? Monster? <laughs> Welcome to the preview. <laughs> he did the what monster mouth. mouth. <laughs> he did the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> monster mouths. Boy, we've you know we've seen some rough ones th- throughout the the history of, of this podcast. The, these are uninviting, I would say. I'll tell you, uh, man. I'll tell you. Oof. Yeah. Yuck. It'd be real tough to get hot and heavy with some of these selections. <laughs> That we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Let's start with an obvious one that I think was a big influence on them them Reapers. What about a Predator? What's that uh-huh. mouse do, Predator? Woo! Yeah, he needs okay. some Invisalign. He needs to get some Invisalign to get all that stuff worked out, I think. For sure. Like, I mean, you got the, you got the like, opening outward 
thing going on there. I don't even know what to do with that. Like, no, if you not get a clue. The, you know, makey outy with a, a predator, like how? Like what? Mm-mm. They don't have lips. It doesn't seem. It's just like those things moving in teeth. So you're yeah. just licking teeth. That's Man, that sounds like some Hellraiser stuff, honestly. Oh, Chatterer. we got to put him on our list, too. Let me just oh, add that to the list. Absolutely, there you we'll go. Get, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, that Predator mouth, man. The thing is, is like if you're if you're getting Mickey out of you or something, you're getting stabbed in the face before absolutely. you can even get to the gums, you know? Yeah, it's like, I mean, do you want this or not? Like, if you're inviting me over, like, hey, you up? Uh, just over here playing with my producey or whatever you know whatever he's got going on there yeah like what do you do you get over there it's like i got maybe it's just a no kissing rule honestly might be like that no kissing (laughs) predator just loves to eat ass and then you just end up with those fucking (laughs) extra mandibles oh man oh god like you're gonna be crawling around the room at things chasing after you just getting stabbed in the buttocks it's gonna be bad are not involved in any sort of oral sex just Mm. keep them Mm. away not in my world no No. thanks now what about maybe an alien that's a scary mouth on those things they got a couple that's a polymouth what's that Uh, about i've heard of a polymath you ever heard of a polymath (laughs) huh i haven't now okay so the first set (laughs) is I don't know, dinosaurish. Uh, it that is. mouth, yeah. not drippy. inviting. Uh, definitely drippy. Well, yeah. except it is covered in lube. I mean, it's well, ready. Okay, that. Okay, well then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are thinking like, oh, I wonder what that mouth do. But mm-hmm. what it do is like it penetrates you. And yeah, it does. Communist Russia uh, uh, mouth penetrate you. I bet that little fucking thing inside just punch you square in the prostate. So what happens? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, well, okay then. All right, maybe that's a different story. So maybe that's what it's for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're into getting pegged, you like a nature's butt play. perfect weapon. You know. <laughs> there you go. That's what that thing do. <laughs> nature's perfect weapon. Yeah, that's what it do. You're right. You, t- you talked about dang old PG earlier, a psycho uh-huh. gore man. He'll eat yeah. you alive. I'll tell you that. He will. Okay, so that's the thing. Like, he, you know, he can open up his mouth very large, which is like, you know, um, it, it looks weird, but it doesn't seem like he has, like, crazy, like, uh, mandible uh, poison things like these vampires or whatever. I, I just feel like, you know, be like a hot dog in a hallway, though. Like, PG, I'm tell you, I don't got that much. I'll tell you what he'll do. He got a lot in common with with dang old uh, Cardi B. He'll gobble you, swallow you, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Swallow you whole. You know? Absolutely. That's right. (laughs) You go over to get a blowjob from PG, and your whole body's inside of him in seconds. Everything. All of it. I don't want no part of that. (laughs) Woof. Tell you what, Mouth right. of Sauron, man. Oh, it's the holidays. It's nearly, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 Sauron. That's right, the yep. sour one. I meant to say, uh huh. The Mouth of Sour One. It's near that time of year that we start looking at them Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, again, it so. is. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about them big old chompers that fella got. Woo, nasty. Yeah, and also his lips are like real far back. It's yeah. it's gonna be toothy. It's gonna be toothy, whatever's going on. And again, as I said, this is this is uh, antithetical to good oral sex. Mouth I think. Listen, bare minimum, 
He's got gingivitis. I think absolute worst. Yeah. He's got to have some chronic halitosis. MTs oh, don't look sure. like they've been cleaned in a month of uh, Sundays. Uh. And without the lips to like close over it, like you know, it all get dry and funky. He's got funk yeah. mouth for sure. Mm, he's inviting in all kinds of bacteria, all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. I don't want to be no part of that personally. Yeah, no, I, no, Malthusar and get the hell out of here. Uh, uh-uh. uh, call me after you get an electric toothbrush uh-huh. and. Maybe Lips. a water pick. <laughs> sure. Something. Something uh-huh. to help yourself out. It's Start for you, bud. Just anything to get that funk out. Now I'm imagining the mouth of Sauron flossing, and it's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just just running the floss up and down. It is a great visual yeah. to me. It is yeah. really funny. It's really funny. I imagine him I having like that. a whole, a whole like broccoli floret or like an entire sprig of parsley or cilantro caught between them teeth. It's going to be uh-huh. hilarious. He's not going to look intimidating at all. No, no, not at all. No. <laughs> My God, man. Now, yeah. what about what about something in the realm of horror that damn suck your soul out your body so hard? I'm talking about a dang old Dementor supposed to be oh. keeping these kids at a Hogwarts safe. That thing is just lurking for a sucking is what it's doing. <laughs> lurking for a sucking. That's them Dementors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, having your soul sucked out through your genitals is maybe not the worst thing I can imagine. What if I'm they saying. hung out on the other side of glory holes in the Wizarding World? I'm just saying. <laughs> what if they did <laughs> It's our perfect I mean, trap. Yeah, it's like it's already a place where there's a good bit of like probably you know uh, the type of folks that the dementors would really like to suck on, you know. Mm, and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, somebody comes in, whips it out, sticks it through the hole there, and seconds later, no soul. I mean. What hey, listen, it feels like? I don't let know. me ask you this. How you think that old established bar, the hog's head, got its name? How you think <laughs> that came about? Know what I mean? <laughs> How you think? Glory <laughs> holes of the Wizarding World, ladies and gentlemen. Glory hole there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dane's the last podcast you listened to where they talked about glory holes in the Wizarding World. Come on. Yeah, right? And also, oh, by the way, think about this. Okay. So, you know, it, uh, they do, they have that, like, painting that has a tunnel behind it. Okay. Could they maybe pay, make a painting that is like a glory hole to, like, somewhere else? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Right? To, to the Bunny Ranch <laughs> in Vegas or something. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, man. Could be. Could and the be. dicks are just appearing. <laughs> like, wait, what the fuck is this? Just disembodied. <laughs> right. Fucking, disembodied yeah. dicks. Wow, man. Damn, those dement whores. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Oh, boy. Dement <laughs> Slutty whores. Dementors. We seen a pretty fucking creepy gator shark mouth in Annihilation last week, didn't we? We sure did. That thing, boy, it had a lot of teeth in positions that were gross and odd and weird very strange uh, it's gonna cut you up it's gonna cut you up something awful oh I, yeah whew, mm. 
And it seems to be really into uh, drowning you to death play, which I'm not into. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I've never tried it, but I'm also just not interested in drowning to death so no it's, it's a cool trick but you can only do it once you only do it the one time yeah <laughs> uh, yeah not worth it not worth it to me i go near that thing no no get out of here with that get out of here with that thing kind of similar to old dang uh uh pennywise the dancing clowns uh gums isn't it Woo, yeah man. he's got some he's got some scary looking teeth and then in there inside dead lights that's a problem that's a mood breaker also he's a spider and i can't think of anything more disgusting than getting a blowjob from a spider i hate the thought of that yeah ew i do very much hate the thought of that yeah that's gonna be a just gigantic pass for me i can't remember (laughs) in in the new one in the new ones that we got did they reveal i don't think they did that Pennywise was actually a female celestial spider with like right. baby eggs and stuff. They no, didn't they that, didn't. Did they? He yeah, like he became like kind of spidery for a bit, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it doesn't have the the full ending. No, they put a big dick on the spider, so you know. Yeah, like, it's a man dude. spider. Yeah. Look at that dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go n- nowhere near them fucking dick lights. That thing got going on. <laughs> None of that, please. No, not interested. I ain't into that. I ain't into that. What about, you know what I think is maybe one of the sluttiest monsters in all of horror? You ready for Let's this? Let's hear it. Okay. Listen, you go to Raccoon City, you're hanging out in Resident <laughs> Evil Land, and you meet a liquor. Woo, yeah. liquor, I barely know her. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, nasty. Yeah, uh, yeah, them liquors will... I, they'll get at it, I bet. So I'm a, I'm gonna say, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I I'm can't already see there. nothing, you know. You, exactly. You, you maintain <laughs> your your anonymity because uh-huh. I don't, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> well, okay, then now I'm a little bit <laughs> like, okay, if they don't know what's going on, then no. Yeah, I don't that's want a no. That. Yeah. Uh-uh, no, uh, uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that does get a little weird at that point. Yeah. Ooh, man, that thing's gross, man. Um, and, and of course, we mentioned earlier the Chatterer from a dang yeah, old okay. Hellraiser. Well, now this, and obviously, th- th- that's a kid. No, it's a kid. Yeah, nope. that is uh-uh. a child. Just the weirdest like element of Hellraiser too. That Boy, it the is. Chatterer, a, a small child, sought out and found the Lamet configuration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, that kid is uh, hardcore, man. Hundred percent. But yeah, no, it's also a child. So nope, pass. I don't feel like the people in Hellraiser two like reacted enough to that. No, you know? they didn't. Like, like it seriously. Like, if I were there as a character, it would just be like five minutes of me being like, "But wait." <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I need to sit down and just process yeah. for a minute, guys. <laughs> I like, just need like five, please. How did this kid figure out? You know what I'm into. <laughs> oh man, crazy stuff, right? Crazy stuff. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yowza. I mean, at his at his age, I was looking at like you know, um, rogues boobs and button uh, in X Man comic, and I was like, oh, this is yeah, enough uh-huh. for me. You this kid that? wasn't, dude. He was way That's beyond so that. Funny that you mentioned that because I just just last night remembered the gen 13 swimsuit edition of wizard magazine oh my god right 
Yes. Yes. Was that Jay Lee did that? Yeah. Or no, Jim Lee. That was a Jim Lee Jim comic, Lee. I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good Lord, man. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, hey, how you doing, guys? <laughs> We're talking about uh, Blood A2. That's the right. Monster Mouth. <laughs> the Monster Mouth. <laughs> Blood A Dose, dude, from a 2002. Now, we recorded a podcast. Uh, November 2019, talking uh-huh. about Blade Uno. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, I actually went back and listened to some of it because I was trying to remember our thoughts about that one. Right. It was such a sweet and innocent time in the world. This was oh my this god, pandemic. Yeah. It was like you know? right before there was any yeah. news about yep. anything. I believe. Uh-uh. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh. There was, it was just around the corner waiting for us. And you know what? One of the things we talked about was talking about all the places we were going to go maskless. Oh probably. yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh-huh. And, uh, one of the things we were talking about in there is like, Oh man, there's going to be a Morbius movie coming out next. Yeah. It's got, um, uh, what's that guy's fucking name playing him? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. I'm so bad with names yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna have Jared Leto playing Morbius. I think that could be really cool. It could like, have been. That was He's, the most like sad thing about that. Given episode. good performances, but uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> it was and an innocent time ta- for us. We're also gonna be talking about Morbius today, obviously, because that was gonna be the original villain of this. But mm, uh, Marvel mm. was like, we have plans for Morbius. <laughs> oh, did they ever? That's so- did they ever? Did they ever? Time. It would take twenty years for us yeah. to see those plans, but boy, <laughs> we we sure did get them, man. Now, Blade Two, I'll tell you, man, I didn't remember anything about this movie. I know that I had seen it before, just once, probably. I don't know, probably around two thousand three, two thousand four on DVD. Right. I did not remember shit about this. I might as well have oh. just been watching it for the first time, man. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think when we did Blade, I, I watched Blade 2 as well just to rewatch it. And it was just like, yeah, this is great. And I was excited to do it uh, for the show. And sitting down and watching it, it was like, this is great. <laughs> like, it's not... No one worry. I'm not about to drop a dime on Blade 2 because he's got some horrendous dialogue for sure. Yes. But Guillermo del Toro came in and was just like, oh, you want me to make a big budget Blade movie? I'm going to kill it. It's going to look amazing. And you just hand me whatever script you want to give me. It's going to be great no matter what. Totally. He killed it. Like, it, it looks great, and Wesley Snipes is amazing. Again, even better, I feel like, in this than the first one. Like, Yes. It, it's all just amplified, all just more action-y and crazy, and And less fun. setup time. You know, that was Way a, big, less setup time. Yeah. a big problem with the, the first movie, is how much time it had to do with the world building, the setup, explaining the character, explaining how the character got their powers, explaining the world they live in. And in this movie, it just kind of picks up and goes. Now, obviously, there's still some exposition to be had to explain the time that has passed and to explain the the story, which can, uh, concerns this new strain of the vampire virus, because vampirism right. is a virus. I mean, like, the idea of a vampire vampire. Like, <laughs> what? That's so cool. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A vampire that eats other vampires. Yeah. 
is Great. really, really cool, man. Uh, again, I had forgotten about all of this shit. I'd forgotten that Del Toro directed it but didn't write it. So who wrote the right. movie? Um, so it's written by David S. Goyer, who wrote like all the um, uh, uh, Nolan Batmans. Uh, as no well shit. As, yeah, he wrote, he wrote the first Blade. Um, and yeah, he's, he's written some other stuff. He is... He is a a writer. He 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 is a professional writer. He is hmm. paid to write, and that is as far as I will go in attempting to compliment him because I don't think he's good. I like I'm yeah. looking through his list, like Batman versus Superman, fucking Ooh. all the Nolan movies, uh, all the I mean Nolan Batman's, not all of Nolan's movies, but Nolan Batman's, which I'm just not a fan of. I I don't I don't think he's good at dialogue i think he's terrible at it he's so yeah. bad at it in fact that in the dvd commentary <laughs> guillermo del toro is making fun of some of the dialogue and he, dude like he's the sweetest <laughs> nicest guy he is the ever. sweetest dude in so, the world yeah so like that's as cold if as he he's gets. making fun of it, it it's it's pretty bad but that's fine that's kind of the thing is he says this on the commentary that it actually has its own value though like that type of like really bad clunky type of dialogue that you get here where it's just like they throw so much exposition into just like like throw off uh, uh lines and stuff like that but like as you said they're trying it seems like they're clearly trying to just be action focused so they're not spending a lot of time with exposition they're just throwing it in as they go and mm-hmm. i think that has its value when you're just trying to make a good action movie the 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 dialogue doesn't have to be amazing. I mean, we're talking about from time to time, it really hits. Like, uh, you know, when, when, fuck this, this line just kills me. When, uh, uh the dude plays Vince from fast and furious says to Chris Christopherson, look, shit kicker. You're one cunt hair away from hillbilly. Heaven. Oh. oh man. Sophisticated <laughs> dialogue. line. What's that it other feels line like you said? House, right? It's like if, uh, it's insane. Nut sucker juice or whatever the guy says. Oh my god! He said, he, "Yeah, he said, uh, suck puppy nut juice." That's <laughs> those suck are puppy those are words that someone wrote down and Ron Perlman had to say. <laughs> had to say it, man, and delivered it as well as he could. But man, you're right. There is some dialogue in here that's bad. It's stuff like that, yeah. and tons of just really on the nose quotes and references i'm a lover not a fighter keep your right. friends close your enemies closer. enemies closer yeah it's just so like a lot of cliche stuff people would already know etc but it seems like placeholder dialogue on everything yeah it, honestly at times they could just be like line goes here and i'd be like yeah cool i'm fine with that <laughs> like it's like in velocipaster with the vfx like uh, burning car but it just says vxfx burning yeah. car goes here yeah that's fine that's great i'm cool with that it fits the aesthetic i really don't need this movie to have deep dialogue or deep characters i need wesley snipes to be a fucking badass i need wesley snipes to be uh in these awesome fight scenes i need f- fucking Donnie Yen in this movie uh, as fight coordinator and as as uh, uh, snowman like there's so much good fighting in this and so many like cool staging like uh, of like fights and and 
you know, comic booky anime stuff. It's so oh, yeah. over the top and silly. Very, like fighting game esque, especially in yeah, the fight scenes. Absolutely. Like a lot of the a lot of the areas and arenas that they're doing the fights in feel like Tekken levels for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, like when they're fighting in front of the the, the god lights. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like it's a it's a real cool look, but you know, uh, it, it's obviously meant to look like because they're even shooting it where they're like fighting almost like in a 2D. That's what way. I was gonna say. Yes, yeah. it was like a 2D one plane fucking yeah, yeah Street Fighter kind of level right there. Yeah, it's cool. I, I mean, like that's that's what I want from this. Like, I mean, I think you know, looking at what Marvel has produced and like how little risk they're willing to take and whatnot. This was a time when they didn't have the MCU. They didn't have an idea of like the Marvel movies being these huge things. Like well, Spider-Man, D- Disney wasn't even remotely attached right, to the MCU. Yeah, like we talked about it with Blade. Like Blade was like the Marvel movie at the time. Like it, it came out and it was like made a lot of money. People liked it. It was like wow, that's really cool. And then Spider-Man came out. Uh, I think same year or the year after Mm -hmm. and then this like this was an era where they're they're just adapting the actual material and blade is one of the like dark marvel titles like that that was trying to be more adult yeah and Mm -hmm. so you got like the you know the f-bombs and and like uh we see we see titties in this like (laughs) marvel would never ever again have titties Mm -mm. in a marvel movie no, it just wouldn't huh. happen. Mm-mm. It uh, is crazy blood to think cocaine, that, like, the, like it's yeah, crazy. blood cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy to think that the MCU spawned out of these hard R rated movies that were brutal and gory and had a, yeah. a black anti hero as yeah, the main great. character. Yeah, and Wesley Snipes, man. I mean, Dude, we talked about I'm it in, in the you, first man. Blade episode. That He's if you want to. He's so perfect it's to the point that he changed the character. Like yeah. they, the character had to become like Wesley Snipes because Wesley Snipes owns Blade. He is yeah. Blade. He figured it out better than yeah. the writers of the comics had right. that character figured out. Like Blade yeah. is Wesley Snipes, and obviously this franchise is going to get a reboot here pretty soon. And they got yeah. a dude from um, uh, uh, Moonlight, Moonlight yeah. to, to yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, he's a great actor. He's and, incredible, obviously, but man, yeah. like, dude, I mean, it, it's just like being like, oh, well, we're going to replace uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man with, uh, insert any incredible actor here. It's like, well, yeah, they're going to be really good, but that guy is that character. They're going right. to have a hard time filling these shoes, man. And he's, he's a, he's a, he is a martial artist. Like he, he's That's like the trained. He's the one doing the fight scenes largely. Like he's coordinating fight scenes as well. I mean, Donnie Yen and they had a couple other fight coordinators and, and Wesley Snipes all working together and, and competing to try to make more, uh, interesting, crazy fight scenes. And you can kind of see like, I mean, you know, Don, Donnie Yen's so awesome. He's in Ip Man and, and stuff like that. But, like, you can kind of see, like, the influence towards stuff like uh, John Wick. Because, yeah. like, as much as this clearly takes from The Matrix, oh, yeah, it big doesn't time. fall into the trap of trying to do Matrix fight scenes. It's doing it martial arts fight scenes, and they're awesome. 
Yeah, and a little bit of like uh, proto John Wick, like gun foo stuff. Right. There's some up yes. close, like kick punch gun kind of yes. combat going on. I was surprised to see in 2002, like way, mm-hmm. way ahead of those movies. But absolutely, dude, you're you're exactly right, man. Snipes as Blade is just absolutely perfect, man. He's brooding and dark, but he's also I don't know, super confident and sassy and in control yeah. of the situation. Yeah. And you like they it's so interesting how like they can give him depth without even trying. Like uh like you know what's his name Scud Norman Reedus uh is like, you know, offers him weed and he just says later. And it's like, "Oh, so Blade does get high. Like Blade smokes yeah. weed." But like <laughs> we don't have to go into that. All he says is later, meaning like, yeah, he smokes weed just not right now. Yep. Uh, like he's he's does like it's like he mastered doing the least and projecting the most. Somehow like, he does, right? Yeah, yeah and it's great. Yeah. It's great. He's a bit less jokey in this one. Well, I don't yeah, know about less yeah. jokey, but like he he doesn't have as many ridiculous lines as he did yeah. in the first one. Like some motherfuckers just want to ice skate uphill. Like he doesn't say right. anything near <laughs> that over the top in this yeah. one, does he? No, but he does. I mean, he does have a few good ones where, like, you know, the uh, with uh, the guy at the beginning that he uses to get to the the place where they're keeping Chris Christopherson, where he yeah. says, "I'll see you later." And then, like the end of the movie, they yeah, he oh, finds yeah, him in a porn theater and kills him, and it's like, yeah, yeah fuck, that's funny. <laughs> that's a that's a good wraparound too, because by that point in the movie, I had totally forgotten about that guy. And then uh-huh. the fact that it yeah. ends up, you know, even though he's just lost this potential romance that he could have had, right? <laughs> he still is like, I still got to top that loose end and kill that motherfucker. Yes. And he does, <laughs> and he does. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking great, man. That's fucking great. Um, and this movie's got all kinds of other awesome, awesome people in here that I totally forgot about, man. I forgot that Ron Perlman was in this, but of course he's he is. Great. It's a Guillermo With del Toro the craziest movie. facial hair ever. Did you what the catch fuck is going on? wraps around the back of his yes. head? What, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> what? What and is that called? Uh, I don't know. I, the Reinhardt, maybe? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He, like, okay, so it's it's awesome. I mean, uh, love Ron Perlman. Great. And he, he works yeah. a lot with uh, Guillermo del Toro. The Hellboy movies are great. Hope we uh, get to him someday. Um, he he is a, a Jewish man who's playing a Nazi character, and he's doing it so well because he hates this. Like, he hates this person, so he's playing him <laughs> as, like, this very despicable asshole and that line uh where he asks do you blush i don't know if every everybody got that but that's racism is what's going on there he's 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 uh this is a thing that happened to um uh wesley snipes in real life asked him in real life if he blushed because he's he's black you know uh and so this that's racist as fuck obviously and so that he puts those words into reinhardt's mouth and it's just perfect it's great and it is you know taken from a very unfortunate encounter obviously that wesley snipes had uh i'm sure wesley snipes beat the living dog shit out of that person too <laughs> i hope so <laughs> but look at it this way you could also spin it and say in this movie where Pearlman's a vampire and he's talking to someone who is a half vampire 
who could be bloodless and undead uh, like them. Yeah, you could see it a different way for sure. That is that is what like uh, we you know? were, we were trying to like parse out what that meant because I hadn't like looked into it, and it was like maybe that, like maybe because he's he's part human, does his right. blood flow, etc. But in but, reality, yeah, no, no, it's because he's a Nazi. It's, it's racist. <laughs> and that's the thing is like this movie, just along with like so many other Guillermo del Toro movies, it's just a constant reminder that Guillermo del Toro is this wonderful, warm, awesome man who hates fucking Nazis and he hates yeah. fascism. Yeah. And they're the enemy in his movies. You like you you uh, pay attention to this movie reinhardt is he's meant to be a nazi they yeah. originally were going to have him only speak german that's the, very uh, on the nose yeah yeah exactly the vampire's plan is 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 a nazi fascist like uber vampire race taking over the world plan even like the symbol kind of looks like they were trying to do something like a swastika but not a swastika like yeah yeah they're even kind of trying to make the uber vampire Right, yeah. So it's 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 awesome. Like every time Guillermo del Toro is like, "Well, who's a good enemy? Uh, Nazis? Fuck them!" So there you yeah. go. <laughs> they're so murderable, and everyone will get behind that because they're yeah. the bad guys. Always. And he's right. Yep, he's right. So it, it's it's like yeah, you're immediately just like once he reveals his plan, it's like oh, he's evil because he's a Nazi. I get it. It's uh, so like, good, it's, man. It's yeah, so it's good. It's hard to like, parse out like who's good in this because it's like oh, the yeah. super grim, dark type of thing going on. But we know Blade is good. And Chris Christopherson, mm. they like throw some shade toward like maybe he's a bad guy, but he's not. Norman Reedus is. That twist was kind of stupid to me, but whatever. A little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. But yeah, like everybody is, is on a side and that's all those sides are bad it feels like but that tension that you get when you have blade having to join forces with the blood pack which is a team of vampires which he automatically uh, hates anyway because yeah. he hates vampires mm-hmm. and they're having to join up and fight alongside him, even though they've trained for years specifically just to kill Blade. Right. So you have these enemies that are fighting side by side to fight the enemy of my enemy. Uh, right. These Reaper vampires. And then it turns out also that a lot of what they're doing is actually working to further the super evil plan so like <laughs> it, it's yeah it's really hard to figure out who's good but in the end you know who's good it's the guy who's killing all the vampires it's blade well and it's also saying too like you know even if the nazis agree to fight side by side with you they are still pieces of shit They're don't forget that fucking evil <laughs> yeah. don't like they yeah, are still evil <laughs> yeah at no point do they change they're not becoming different yeah no, and there's a lot of messaging in the movie, maybe a little bit too much messaging in the movie about about enemies and keep your friends close, enemies right, closer, yeah. and celebrate uh-huh. your your enemies' victories, yeah, and all this like that is a again through the pretty dicey dialogue, overplayed a little bit, but it's definitely a message in the movie. Yeah, and, and one of like. The keep your your enemies close thing is kind of a, a actor trademark of Wesley Snipes. He he has thrown in Sun Tzu quotes into several of his movies, and he's mm, in right. he's in the movie Art of War. Like that that's just a thing he probably wanted to throw in, and the other line then like kind of mirrors it 
and it they're both not like deep or anything really in the moment but the way that they mirror each other is interesting like that they both have a similar philosophy you know like mm-hmm. they're not that far off from each other it, it, you know it wouldn't be inappropriate specifically considering goyer's writing style for uh you know our, our uh main vampire fuck what's his name uh uh Dem- Dem- jared yeah J- oh no, jared, no I mean, he's called uh, Damaskinos, Eli. Oh, Eli. Eli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been entirely inappropriate for him to, at some point, say, "We're not so different, you and I." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but ultimately, the the idea of you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of turns out being true here too. When you right. find out that Jared was it Nomak is that his last name? Nomak. Yeah. Uh huh. Nomak has been used and abused by these right. you know, vampire Nazis. So, yeah, he's got just as much reason to hate them as Blade yeah. does. Yeah, and I, I think that, like, yeah, that, like, constant shifting of who is really the good guy is kind of, like, the point of the movie. Is like, all, all this is all this is bad, and the only good solution is killing them. <laughs> like, <laughs> get, get rid of these, not, I mean, vampires. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, sure, I, I mean, it, it, and that's, I think, like, right up Guillermo del Toro's alley. Like, he doesn't, you know, in Pan's Labyrinth, there's no mincing, like, oh, maybe there are some good Nazis. No, nope. like, uh-uh. yeah, they're all fucking bad. They're all evil. And so this movie is just, like, absolutely, like, as much of shades of gray as they're dealing with, it's pretty black and white that Blade is correct and all of them must be killed. <laughs> <laughs> and along the way, he's, of course, got Chris Christopherson back Who's in great. here. Yep. And, yep. you know, I know a lot of people have a problem with his reintroduction here, considering the last time we saw him in Blade, he yeah, was he's... honorably killing right. himself because right. he was getting the vampire bloodlust and was going right. to turn on Blade and everybody, so he chooses to off himself. This movie retcons that immediately. Yeah, and Blade is they, like, I've been looking for him. Yeah, they basically, like, you know, nursed him and threw him into a pool of blood to, to, you know, the vampirism would then heal him. And then they'd pull him out and torture him and then put him back in. And that just kind of sets up what happens at the end with Blade, where after he's been, like, you know, uh, like, stigmated to that table, uh, you know, and he's kind of, like, you know, really losing blood and whatnot, he falls into that pool of blood and then comes out and everything's healed. Yeah, so, it's like, kind of weird that after that's worked twice in the movie, whenever Nisa's like, I'm dying, take me up to uh-huh. the roof and fucking roast me in the sun. Right? It's I like, would have well, probably just thrown her in that, that blood pool? tank. No, this movie's dumb as hell. I'm not going <laughs> to even pretend <laughs> Come on. that, like, seriously, the entire, uh, like, uh, vampire rave scene, they oh my God. continually shoot those silver bullets knowing they're not going to work. And at no point do they go like, oh, we should use those UV lights that we were told about right before we walked in here. Yeah, sure. And then they do. And it's like, really? Start there. Serious. Start, begin there. Begin at that point. No, I do. I did think about it to try to like make sense of it because the movie doesn't do a job of making sense of it. Maybe because the UV light would hurt them too. Maybe sure. it was a too close quarters type of thing for them to be able to do it. I I don't know, but 
Well, but, I don't okay. Think that's Here's it. the thing: <laughs> if that is the case, then why don't they do like what they did in the first Blade? You remember whenever they they went out in the sun and they were all wearing like motorcycle helmets and leathers right. and shit? Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Why don't they? Why don't they just do that? Just wear yeah. like full full latex fucking gimp suit with goggles on yeah. and UV the shit out of everything. Absolutely, that would amaze because like that. That's how they show up to uh, Blade to give him the like invitation to meet with uh, Damaskinos. Like they show up in suits like that. So the movie <laughs> is reaffirming that those yeah. exist. Those exist. Sure. So why not use them? I don't know. Uh, also. Yeah. Let's just let's just imagine here for a second. Imagine you and I are vampires, and mm-hmm. we're in the city's just hottest. Uh, yeah, just imagine um, <laughs> the city's hottest vampire rave club, and we're um, oh man, when they like put those razor blades in their mouth and shit, I wanted to throw yeah. up. Holy yeah, shit. it's gross. And the 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 people doing like body modification and mutilation stuff like Woo. it's so gross but it's it's cool because i it's love cool. the practical effects it's With really cool every moment there's practical effects on screen i am happy in this well, movie. so let's say we're into claw and you know maybe you're peeling somebody's back off and i'm chewing on a razor blade or whatever if you and i just happen to see famed vampire destroyer blade walk into the club Right. We maybe look at each other and be like, I'm feeling like we should go. Do you want to go? I want to go. I'm done. At the very Pair least, tab. like eight people walking in with assault rifles <laughs> might maybe, just maybe, raise a little bit of a lot. Okay. Here's but no, the thing. they just keep it, like terrible rave dancing and bad sunglasses. <laughs> if this was set in, you know, maybe like Texas or something where everybody's strapped oh, right, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. But then it's it would not. make sense. Yeah. No, it it doesn't make sense because like, yeah, they would react because it, it seems like at first I was like, oh, well, yeah, why would they react to assault rifles? It's not like it's going to bother them. They're vampires, but then it's like, but everybody but knows the, Blade. Yeah, everybody knows Blade, and they know that the bullets he used have fucking silver and garlic in them. Yeah, so, don't you remember in the first movie when he like murdered an entire club of vampires? He did, yes. It, Yes, exact same situation. He went in and murdered an entire club of vampires, and none of these vampires care. <laughs> they don't care. They're too that fucked blood up on cocaine. Blood cocaine, must be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit is good, dude. How did Blade even get in the club, man? Like, we're, surely they're yeah, checking they IDs and they're right like, in. Wait, wait, this wait, vampire club is like wide open to the public. What? I guess. makes no sense no they do some weird stuff in vampire land like for example whenever you want to send over a message of truce to blade and his crew you go fight him (laughs) yeah yeah exactly okay that that really blew me away and i had to sit back and think about it for a second when they're like wait it's a truce we came to deliver you a message after they'd already like fist fought for like five right, minutes, any moment you could have been saying that, right? Or just use the door like a normal person. They sneak in their own ninja like yeah. and right. fucking beat down on Chris Christopherson and then fight for like five minutes hand to hand before saying, "Wait, this is what I'm here for." <laughs> what are they doing? Let's start there. I okay. I I'm gonna go out of the way for the movie and say, well, they are the elite force that has been training for two years to kill Blade. Like, 
got a little excited. Yeah, they got a little excited and wanted to to go at it and realized like halfway through, like fuck, uh, we should stop this because this is not what we're here for. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not killing Blade anymore. Oh yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> right. So maybe, but again, yeah, the script is dumb. There's a lot of dumb stuff. Everything Guillermo del Toro does in here is genius and he's awesome. <laughs> like it doesn't even matter. I don't even care, and I hate bad dialogue i hate it so much it can turn me on a movie that i should like but in this case he he loves comic books you can tell he loves anime you can tell for sure that stuff's coming through and i love those things too and that's fun to me and i like a comic book movie that reminds me of a comic book and honestly like so many of the cool comic books I loved in the '90s, I liked because of the artist. I don't. Yes. Even, I couldn't even begin to tell you what the story was. Oh man, totally and that's fine. right. It's fine. It's totally fine. Like I don't. I don't care that Chris Christopherson coming back makes zero sense. And don't also, care. totally don't care. It kind of nullifies the end of Blade One, where Blade sees <laughs> yeah, that happen and is super pissed to get revenge for the loss of his mentor right. it kind of <laughs> negates the end of that movie too uh-huh. by bringing him back but at the same time he's such a great character you want him back oh absolutely so yeah. i don't care yeah their relationship is roadhouse right it's patrick swayze and and sam elliott Fuck like yeah it is and he even looks a lot like sam elliott like you know now they mention it but no. uh, <laughs> but uh that their relationship is very similar, though less uh, physically affectionate than those two. <laughs> well, that's that's most people's relationships. Go check to be out honest, our Action know? August episode on Roadhouse. Yeah, um, but you know the cool you, thing about him coming back too, in addition to him and Blade's uh, relationship and interplay with each other, is right. we get to see him be the contrary old grumpy guy with Norman Reedus, who is the new yes, you know, yeah. Blade's Q, basically the guy that arms him and gives him the gadgets and all that shit. Yeah. I love the the relationship between those two where yeah, and he's that's just why pissed at everything the, the young guy's done. Yeah, I hate the turn at the end because I actually liked their relationship and thought like, well, yeah, like if you were ever going to make a sequel, you'd want to still have this. Yeah, but right? Then, yeah, the dumbest turn. And it's like, you know, we knew somebody on the inside is providing information or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, but why couldn't you just make it Reinhardt? Like, sure. We hate Reinhardt. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I liked uh, I liked Scud being around. I yeah. love that he was just this kind of like, like Norman Reedus. I like this character. Yeah it, yeah, it sucks to make him bad suddenly, and it doesn't really pay off other than a cool fucking person getting exploded moment. That's oh, he awesome. blows up real <laughs> yeah. good, real yeah. real good. I do yeah. love that explosion. It's yeah. great. But yeah, th- those three could have been this weird you know vampire family together it in other cool. movies yeah. and i would have been fine cool. with that i mean yeah. having him always there fucking getting stoned and watching powerpuff girls all the time yeah, that was cool i love that i love that idea honestly and the fact that again like marvel is never gonna include drug use like that like no tony tony and uh roadie getting drunk on uh, the plane with like the dancers and stuff in Iron Man, the original, like 2008, the one that started the MCU, probably the most risque it's ever going to get. Yeah. Yeah. This, I'd say you're right. 
yeah this is like they're going but they don't give a shit <laughs> like it is just like yeah you got this cool pothead guy and they snort blood cocaine and you know uh <laughs> all the all these like sleazy vampires and stuff have this rave bar it's it's i don't know that's cool to me that that's all like real interesting know, world dude. building without having to do a bunch of exposition and it's also assertively pro-choice too marvel would yeah! never touch that vampire <laughs> gun abortion like fucking it's it's gotta be a real like conflicting scene for a for a conservative right because they're seeing abortions, so you got to be against it. But they're vampires, so you're kind of for it. And they're using guns, your favorite thing. <laughs> how do you? Yeah, how do you weigh in on this topic? How do you huh? react? Yeah, I love that. It, it was just like so over the top. Like that seems yeah. like something you write and you think like, yeah, they'll probably cut this. Yeah, this is not getting in it. the movie. Yeah, no way. <laughs> but it, it shows it too. Like it would be yeah. one thing if it was like. If it was just like frozen embryos or they were, right. you couldn't see through the jars and it was just little glass boxes or some shit. But like, no, it shows you like they are little fetuses in yeah. jars. Like they yeah. are. And they get shot by Chris Christopher. Yeah, and they get shot. Yeah. I think vampire gun abortion is definitely the next Rob Zombie album, right? <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> It's going to be great, I bet. <laughs> right now, Rob Zombie's thinking of stuff to rhyme abortion with. Yeah. Uh, extortion. <laughs> <laughs> He's working on it. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, man. So, you know, speaking of Norman Reedus, one of the biggest problems I had with this movie. Okay. And only an astute viewer would notice this, which, of course, I am. Uh-huh. But there's no truth in this fucking art because... Oh, shit. That motherfucker out there in that surveillance van, he's all stoned. He's watching his cartoons. He opens uh-huh. up a box of Krispy Kreme donuts, Mother's Milk, which, of yeah. course, is true to any you know tried-and-true Southern boys such as ourselves. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. That next scene, though, he's taking a big old chewy chomp into some kind of big, thick, yeasty cake donut. Yeah. That is not a Krispy yeah. Kreme. Right, and and like they make the like go to the effort of like he got these like FedExed to him, yeah, and it's like oh okay, why didn't you get actual Krispy Kreme donuts? Then? Why not? Like, like if the characters go into the effort, why doesn't the production go to the effort? Now I know again we are Southern boys, we know Krispy Kreme donut better than the back of our hand. We do, but that that. I don't know. It stood out to me too because it's like that's not what a Krispy Kreme donut looks like. It's not what you want when you, like the reason you want a Krispy Kreme donut is it's like two hundred grams of sugar and it yes. tastes like air and you've inhaled six of them before you know it. Oh my god, like, dude! Yeah, and I know it's not a Krispy Kreme because it shows him chewing it. You don't have to chew Krispy <laughs> right, Kreme you donuts. Don't, it just melts in your mouth. You don't. They chew do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just sugar and fat. Like, it yeah. is nothing more than that. You don't even have to chew the fucking thing. So, no. Yeah, that definitely pissed me off a little bit. That's no Krispy Kreme. Nope. No, it doesn't. But I was, I was cool to see it. It was cool to see that they went to the effort. Like, because that, again, like, this movie does a lot. Like, and, and this is like Guillermo del Toro's genius because he did not have a writing credit on the, the screenplay. So, all the stuff in the screenplay that you might not like, it's like, well, that's not Guillermo del Toro's fault. But visually, he's throwing in a lot of storytelling without having to tell the story. Like, 
we see the the you know this he's gone to the effort to get Krispy Kreme donuts, which kind of tells us something about him. He knows about Krispy Kreme donuts. Maybe that's where he's from, etc. Uh, the blood cocaine, etc. There's no explanation of that nope. or what it is or what it means. It just is there, like. All the visual stuff he does that makes the world more interesting and makes everything that's going on more interesting, it covers up so much of what the script is lacking. Totally. And that's kind of genius filmmaking. Like, it, I, I've always liked Guillermo del Toro, but this, like, watching this and really, like, breaking down, like, how he took a script that isn't that good and made a movie that is so fun to watch. Oh, no kidding. That's I would love great. to see the original script and read it just to see how he didn't much change Del Toro anything, decorated really. it. No, as far as I understand, they did not do much at all in changing the script. And this is the only Blade where the ending that's in the script is the ending that's on the screen. Oh. Like, he really just stuck to the script and used the visual elements to make a subpar script great and that's that's just the mark of someone who really knows what they're doing no kidding man no kidding although i will say one thing that that script severely severely lacked Uh uh-huh any great ass use of the incredible Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen is right? criminally underused, underused in this fucking movie. Guys, I'm telling you, if you guys don't know Donnie Yen, go so Ip Man. right now and watch Ip Man. IP yeah. Man. Ip Man. The Ip Man series is un-goddamn believable. He is one of the greatest cinematic martial artists yeah. to ever walk the fucking earth. He's yeah. unreal. He's not human. Yeah, and he's he's recently was in John Wick Chapter Four, and I still haven't right. seen it. And I, oh, I he's really, awesome in that. Dude. Yeah, of course, he's sixty he is. years old. Like the man it looks amazing, still yeah. killing it. I mean, of course, this was this movie came out twenty years ago, but I mean, in in recent stuff I've seen, he's still killing. He's it. amazing, man. Yeah. But dude, like, can you imagine another version of this movie where we get to see Blade and Ip Man fight? Like sword right? fight? How did Give that not break. happen? Right. Like I understand Reinhardt and, and Blade are gonna have an immediate rivalry. It yeah. is a Nazi and a black man. But to, I, they really could have given us a, a rivalry between Blade and Snowman that is just maybe each trying to one up each other and then eventually having to fight each other. That would have been great. Yes, dude. He barely gets much to do in this. He he's cool. He's like he enigmatic. Was, he doesn't talk. Yeah. He's got the sword. Yeah. He's got the like kanji symbol on his uh, on his outfit. Right. He's a cool character. They just he don't is. do much with him. No, nah, he was working b- behind the scenes as fight coordinator as well, and that's a thing he's done a lot. Like if you look at his IMDb's, he's in a lot of stuff, but he's also fight coordinator for a ton of stuff. So you know, I I feel like. Maybe they the studio didn't have the confidence in him that they should have because he he definitely should be on screen more and should Dude, be fighting more. Speaking of fight coordinators, though, I want to give the world's biggest high five to whoever wrote it into the script that there should be a goddamn vampire suplex in the WWE movie. WWE beautiful up and down suplex. Dude. I I love it because it's ridiculous. It's not like yes. a, a suplex like that is a coordinated effort of two people. It is yes. not something you can do. 
And then the holding, no. like he holds him up. He holds too. it up. Yeah. Like Scott Steiner style. He's like holding him up for a bit. And then Just, he puts him and, on the glass. And then boom. Yeah. It. <laughs> I love, because like they, Guillermo del Toro, he has this like, again, a vi- ability to do visual storytelling where like he, with the, the, the way that the mouth opens and stuff, he teases it a few times in the lead up to actually showing it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And then, like, we get the full vampire autopsy where we're staring at it for so long. Love and the it. longer you look at it, the scarier it is. Like, Love that shit. Yeah, and he, he's doing that, too, where, like, the fights are, like, more and more and more, like, over the top. And as I said, like, the, we have four fight coordinators here, and they were, like, competitive. They're competing to get more and more and more over the top. So to lead that up to something that is just not possible (laughs) yeah not martial arts not so good it's a razzle move (laughs) yeah razzle move i love it it made me so happy when they were in the middle of that fight scene i'm like he just fucking suplexed (laughs) him and not like a greco-roman like low to the ground ass suplex yeah yeah, yeah. suplexes are entirely possible there's all sorts of suplexes that are real like you can do them but that the traditional the straight up and down suplex that is just a uh, that is a professional wrestling move it is a coordinated effort you couldn't pull it off if you wanted to Imagine you were part of the blood pack. Maybe you were doing one of your own little fights at the same time, and out of the corner of your eye, you see Reinhold get fucking suflexed. You'd be like, holy shit, Blade is whipping his damn ass. We're in trouble here, guys. You yeah. see that? They start running to the back. Oh, no. Yeah, we got to get the fuck out of here, yeah. man. I don't want to get fucking suflexed by Blade. Right. Damn. Yeah. I, yeah, no, it, that's the thing is that this movie – because of Guillermo del Toro, because of what he's able to do visually and the way that he's able to make these things that are interesting enough. I mean, honestly, the central story isn't boring. It's mm-hmm. it's there's too many twists and turns for it. Yeah. You know, it is like and a lot of them are just crazy. Like what? And then like a line that explains it. And it's like that didn't explain anything. Uh-uh. Um, but to be able to take that and still just like. I I have watched it uh, like four times, I think, and I'd throw it on again right now and have a blast with it because it's just a fun time. It really, really is, man. Yeah, it is. It is a blast. I also really enjoy that, especially in contrast to how the Marvel movies have been going over the past 10 years or so. This is just a standalone movie that you can yeah, just, just watch one on story. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. The entire yeah. thing wraps yep. up tightly at the end. You don't have to be like, well, I really need to watch the first one before I watch this. And to complete the story, I should really watch the the third one, too. No, you can just pick this up, watch it on its own, and it's a very nice, self-contained story. Um, yeah. On that similar note, too, I've never seen the third one. I haven't either, I don't think. I may have watched it when we did Blade, but I just didn't pay attention to it. But yeah, I like, the, it was... Max was like trying to get me to watch it after I watched Blade 2 and it's like is that Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> what? Yeah. Huh? Ryan Reynolds is it? Okay. I mean I, I love to know that this guy is always Ryan Reynolds has always just been this dedicated nerd and wants nerd. to be in comic book movies. Yeah, that's great. Um but yeah, I, I I'm not I just have no interest in it 
honestly, because I know it's not good and that sucks. Like that they they had all this lead up, like this really good first movie, extremely good second movie, um, and then like what? Now, like you've got Wesley Snipes, you've got everything you need and i read that like you know he would just spend time in his trailer smoking weed and it's like you know you can say that that's his fault but it seems like it's probably because he's uninspired to go to work yeah because this like, is his man character man is it's his character and the man is a great worker so i, I feel like that's the production's fault that's not wesley snipes fault if he's just sitting in his trailer smoking weed it's like well y'all need to get your shit together no you got Wesley man. Snipes sitting in his trailer smoking weed rather than being one of the ca- iconic characters he created, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the effects in this movie, because the practical stuff is fucking sick, dude. It's so it good. Steve Johnson. Great. Yeah, we've talked about Steve Johnson a lot. He he designed Slimer, etc. He's, uh, he's done a gajillion things, but th- it is so good any practical effect in this is so good the Dude. makeup the the way that the vampires look which was interestingly like Guillermo del Toro uh like drew up this design and this is like off of a, a design he had long before he even was attached to blade 2 his design was inspired by Steve Johnson's uh, uh, like uh, you know, design ideas for the Lost Boys. Oh, so yeah. So this movie is like inadvertently inspired by the Lost Boys, and also the vampire design that Guillermo del Toro came up with is what became the vampires in The Strain, his TV show. Mm. So he he basically had this idea because of Steve Johnson, then got Steve Johnson in to do the design and then the design of the strain vampires is clearly not that far off from what you get in here so i i just like that <laughs> there's a like circular connection in hollywood oftentimes where people inspire each other and then actually get to work together yeah yeah no kidding man the way that the reaper mouth looks when it opens sometimes it's cg sometimes sometimes cg and the cg of course is rubbery in 2002 and yes but i'm willing to overlook it because they clearly try to do as much practical as possible they did yeah Yeah. and the practical stuff is great and it's gory as fuck man again talk about stuff marvel would not do now marvel would not do something this gory i mean even multiverse of madness is like they like they're trying to do horror but they're clearly holding sam raimi way back. back yeah for sure man dude this has Yes, yeah, Scud exploding into a blood mist. <laughs> it has the one vampire on the hood of the of the car getting smashed against the wall and just exploding oh, and into blood. Blood goes everywhere. Yeah, dude, the one Reaper that like pulls himself up the wall off of that sword and just cuts himself it rips down the middle through his and his guts are just falling out. Fuck. Oh, it's that's so, good. so sick! Like that's something that. If that was just in any other regular horror vampire movie, I'd be like, this is sick as fuck. Yeah, you got to watch this, this just awesome. for the kills. Yeah, just for that moment, you've got to watch this movie. And this movie has several of those moments. Dude, like you said, the autopsy. Man, Like, talk about something I've never gotten to see in a movie before. Is like, what do those things look like on the inside, dude? 
and it is why it's alien like the way everything in there is and they call it it's like a parasite like parasitic organs that grow like cancer from this virus and it, it. Uh, it looks like this weird, crazy alien parasite that's built like a a, a skeleton cage around the heart yeah, to keep them protected. alive. It's so cool. I kept waiting for it to cut away from that. Like whenever they're showing the interior no, of <laughs> the mouth. showing it, yeah. Like after they've cut it down the middle and they're wanting to like check out those you know uh-huh. poisonous fangs or whatever that they have right. in there. I feel like if that was in a modern Marvel movie, it would just be showing people's reactions and little, you know, comical squirts of blood and fluid coming from off screen. Or maybe it's like super blurred out, out of focus and something else is in the foreground. So you can't really see it, see it. But this unflinchingly just shows you a full blown autopsy. And that, that is, I mean, that is just, you have to know that the practical effect is perfect. When you set it down and you know you're going to be cutting it open, showing it constantly, just full light, center camera. Not hiding shit. Yeah. So Steve Johnson killed it in this. Like, I mean, you know, the the CGI is Phil Tippett's studio, which, man, (laughs) like, I, you know, because Phil Tippett got the credit for Jurassic Park, even though he didn't actually do the work and i'm not trashing phil tippett phil tippett's fucking amazing but you can tell that phil tippett didn't do the cgi work on jurassic park because if you if you took jurassic park cgi and put it in this movie you wouldn't know there was cgi in this movie right you know damn well there's (laughs) cg in this movie yeah you can tell yeah and you know the problem is you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's used okay and it's pretty hideable. Right. Um, like like the guy pulling himself up off the sword and even some of the the reaper, you know, mouth opening effects are CG right. and that's fine because those are things that we've never seen before, so your brain right. can kind of accept it. Um, uh-huh. I, I think where we run into problems with this the fight it's when CGI yeah, yeah, when CGI is used for stuff that is completely unnecessary. Like right really wacky bizarre camera angles like some of that Uh stuff really pulled me out of that last fight scene uh that that we get in the movie that stuff is genius in the idea because it is clearly guillermo del toro doing very good over the top anime fights yes it is it is an anime fight right yes but the cgi that they use for it is not good enough couldn't keep and up it looks bad no. and guillermo del toro says that in the dvd commentary that he doesn't like right. the cgi in the fight scenes and dude when you're talking about having martial arts fucking master fight choreographer wesley snipes right. on camera as the main character and you're, and you're like, using cgi <laughs> yeah why? to replace him why why, why? what yeah no, Why in the it, world it would wild. you do that, man? Like no, that would be sense. like I'd be like having Guy Fieri in the kitchen and just <laughs> calling Not in donkey sauce. Yeah, yeah, and like calling in McDonald's delivery. What are you doing? What? what? Why? Yeah. Why? You'd be like, Guy, make us McDonald's. And he'd fucking yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just it makes no sense to replace somebody that's an amazing martial artist just so you can have him do 
you know, Tekken flips and skips and hops and jumps in this very yeah. 2D fighting yeah. game looking fight scene. It's completely pointless. Like, just yeah. show Wesley Snipes beating on an ass. He's really good at it. He is. He's really good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, I don't know. I know they didn't have him on set as much as they wanted because, again, he made four movies this year. He was he was busy. Um, but I, I don't think that's the reason. I think they really just wanted a particular look, and then, yeah, the result that came back was disappointing, unfortunately, because the CGI is... It, it looks it looks so much like the, just the rubbery stuff that comes out from this period, you know, yeah. like looks like a PS2 it, game. Yeah, it's just not. It's it's hard to buy, you know, because you immediately notice it. And as you said, you, with the, like mouth splitting open and stuff, it's like yeah, yeah, because that's just something you've never seen. I could buy the CGI. I'm fine with it. And they do it practically uh, in a different scene. Yeah, just you know. It, it's not easy to do practically, obviously. Um, so they they do it practically at least once, and then the CGI is fine for those. But yeah, the fight scenes, and like the scene when the 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 assassins come in to give him the invite, like when they flip through like to the different rafters. Oh they, like, yeah, repeat dude. the same flip. Yeah, the first time, and it's like I'm. I don't know, man. Like you couldn't have just put some variation in like it just, it looks bad. Yeah, it does. It really does, man. So that's, that's a little bit of a shortcoming of the movie, especially just cause it is so superfluous in a lot of those yeah, scenes where it's yeah. very noticeable. Yeah. yeah. That's a little bit of a problem. I, I think that the design of the Reapers is really cool. I love that. They're kind of like, yeah, the crazy crackheads of the vampire That's universe. what they call them, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. They say specifically that. And, like, the fact that, like, the, yeah, they their thirst for blood is so high that it burns out their body. Like, if they don't That's get cool. blood within a couple yeah. of hours and it, it eventually just kills them pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, that's really, really cool, man. And I love, too, just that scene in the movie where... um uh, Jared like throws that one dude, I think through like the windshield of a car and he like pulls uh-huh. that piece of glass out of his body that has the blood oh, on it. Oh, and then like licks the blood oh, off. Oh, he's just oh. like ravenously, yeah. you know, licking the blood off this piece yeah. of glass. Oh, it's just like shows you how like intensely addicted they are to this shit and how much they need it. It's really well, fucking crazy. Guillermo del Toro said going into this movie, he was trying to make vampires scary again. Like, yeah. you know, because... Mostly we had seen, you know, uh, stuff like Bram Stoker's Dracula and Interview with the Vampire, which we love, but the, they were largely showing these, like... Romantic like, uh, vampires. Yeah, romantic idea of a vampire, and he wanted them to be gross. He wanted to be Captain Orlock again. He wanted them to be, you know, something hard to look at, uh, and that's... They nailed it. It looks yeah. great. It's hard to look at. They're not sexy vampires whatsoever. And Unless you've got all a kinds weird of idea goo. of sex. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> they're full of all kinds of colored goo, man. When Eli oh, yeah. dies uh-huh. there at the end of the movie, he's got the old blue goo in him. Um, some of them have caramel inside, I think. Some of them are just filled with light. Seems that way. All kinds <laughs> of stuff inside of them vamps. I like how Eli, too, like, he's so old that his 
skin is like almost petrified, like marble looking. Yeah. Like he's turning to stone or something. That's yeah. sick. Uh-huh. It is. It is. Yeah, like so many so many of the like aesthetic choices and stuff. And honestly, the way that like he shoots everything like a comic book frame. Very much. So like there's so much stuff in frame. He you know, because this is coming off of a period where like especially throughout the like mid 90s like comic artists were trying to throw in sh- as much shit as possible into every frame. Uh, they Tom McFarlandisms, like dude. Wild. I mean, exactly. I think McFarland is a huge huge, you know, element of that just the amount of yeah. detail that got crammed into every yeah, panel. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's like kind of what he's doing cuz like especially the Norman Rita scenes and I, I think this is again a visual choice to tell us about this character there's so much like he's wearing so many layers he's doing so many things he's smoking and eating a donut and there's like all the like TV equipment going. around him and the tv's on yeah like it's it's just excessive and very much that like feel of 90s comic books Hmm. yeah totally man very very much a part of that and dude it's such a shame to know that you know comic book fan Guillermo del Toro who is clearly very well equipped to do this right at one point a while back got together with fucking Neil Gaiman uh-huh to create a Doctor Strange script and Marvel yeah passed on it and this is pre-MCU too so it's not like, I mean again they had plans clearly the MCU you know was in development and Hulk had come out and stuff but they had that opportunity Come to make on. I, and again like we we have a sam raimi doctor strange movie which is like neutered and whatnot and is not as much sam raimi as we'd want and if he could have made a, his full sam raimi doctor strange movie probably be even better though i like it it's still um, good but neil gaiman guillermo del toro pre-mcu days making a doctor strange movie would have been fucking awesome Give like it would have been outrageous colorful trippy dark it it, it would have been great i would have been it. incredible yeah the guy that just fucking did sandman let him do a yes. doctor strange movie please holy oh, shit that'd be so awesome. in the 90s like height of his fucking powers i don't know i can't say that neil gaiman's still at the height of his powers yeah, he's, he's still at the high, yeah good omens to season two just came out great it's awesome no kidding it man but, mm-hmm. but dude i would give anything to see that the Matrix influence on this is very strong. Very yeah, strong, dude. Visual, like, I'd say with costumes and aesthetic, but they, they're not doing any, like, you know, slow time, bullet stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, I, I guess they do. All right, that's not true. They do at the beginning, but it's more anime than Matrix. When he shoots that first time with the silver bullet, you do see it kind of go slow and then go through the vampire and, and whatnot. But that's... That's not Matrixy, Mm-mm, but no. they're all wearing trench coats or leather or whatever. Like, there's so much like, yeah, there's so much Matrix influence. It feels like, dude, in- you're talking about like people wearing shiny black leather and little right. tiny black sunglasses, doing yes, martial the glasses, arts, yeah, riding Ducati <laughs> motorcycles. Like, yes, yeah, uh-huh. I get it. You like the Matrix a lot, yeah. <laughs> and but I, I feel like. I feel like it's it's interesting because like it it we're looking back on it twenty years later and it so perfectly captures the Y two K fashion aesthetic, especially <laughs> yeah. with the rave scene, but oh, yeah. also with the soundtrack. They're mixing Shit, yeah. 
They're mixing electronic music producers with hip hop artists. And you got like Paul Oakenfold working with fucking Ice Cube and, uh, you know, Ronnie Size working with Cypress Hill and all that stuff. And it's like, it sounds like 2002. It, it fucking does. I love it's it. It's capturing it. And I do love it for that. Yeah, I, I think that it's like, I, I kind of felt that with uh, with Halloween uh, H2O too, by the way, when I was rewatching. It's <laughs> like, it, this is so 1998. Like, no movie has ever been more 1998. And right. I like it for that. So, like, the, I like that Time this, ma- this like, kind of makes me go back to the Nokia brick days, you know? <laughs> no <laughs> like, kidding, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it, but it is very, very, very... It's very apparent. Yeah. ...of the time, for sure. <laughs> I I think the um, the romantic angle between Blade and Nisa is pretty yeah, un- underdeveloped. It's yeah, it's weak. It, it needs it needs more. Uh, and there was supposed to be a sex scene between them, and that would have made it all make more sense, I feel like. Because, like... We yeah, it's like you you can see that there's some sort of like regard for each other. Like when she's telling her father later about him, like she's talking about how he's an honorable man, etc. Like there's regard for each other, but it then doesn't. The ending is seems overblown because they haven't even kissed or anything, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, you're right. I I, I don't think that works. Yeah, it's like, how attached am I supposed to be to this character that he's losing? Like, I don't even think he's that attached to her exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, we haven't gotten a scene that would show why we should care. And yeah, you're right. It just doesn't work. But, I mean, uh, Nisa, the the actress who plays her, oh, shit, uh, is Leonore Varela. Uh, I, I think, like... In the scenes with her dad, those scenes there those play really well. They do, uh, but I I don't feel that her and Blade should be together. <laughs> like, there's no like Mm-mm. feeling there to me that they're actually interested in each other. I don't know, but it, yeah, it, it, it I yeah, it's just bad writing because like you do want it to go there, and honestly, I do think if there was a sex scene, it would have made more sense, even without like just deepening the relationship we would be like oh okay well they like each other clearly um but yeah i i yeah i think it's so fully underdeveloped that that ending has no real emotional impact not really and it's crazy that we're sitting here saying all this stuff and and i love the movie (laughs) and i still love it that's the thing like i mean i I feel like we've had a lot of complaints about it but it doesn't slow the movie down for me much at all no because the pacing of the action is so perfect and the fight scenes are so interesting and the aesthetic is fun and you don't need deep characters, especially when they're supposed to be unlikable in a lot of ways. Like adding depth makes us connect to them. Yeah, I don't totally want right. to connect to them. They're bad. They're, they're Nazis. Bad guys. Like, yeah. I like it a lot, man. Yeah, me too. I dig it a lot. I, I definitely liked it more than I was anticipating. And again, it's weird to me. I don't remember more about this movie, but um, I don't know. Maybe I was getting makey outy or something while we was watching it. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds about right. 2002. What were you? Might have been. You in 2002, like 18, 19? Yeah, I was 18. I was probably doing yeah, some making out. Huh? Yeah. Oh, probably were. Yeah. Might have been doing some of that. So maybe that's the deal, but it's definitely one that I will I will watch again for fucking sure. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes. This is, this is, you know, it, it's real unfortunate that three isn't great, but I, I need to, I need to watch it to get my own assessment of it, obviously. Totally, um, man. But I, I, I honestly just don't even understand why you don't get Wesley Snipes back in the MCU. Right. Like Dude. maybe he can't be at the same level. But don't make a Blade movie if you can't go to this level. Like mm. you're just setting up disappointment. Like you're gonna put out a Blade movie and it's not gonna have blood cocaine. Come on, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's gonna be big shoes to fill. I really right? look forward to seeing if they can uh, if they can pull it off. I mean, there's been plenty of casting decisions in the MCU where I've been like, nah, that's not gonna work. And then I watch right. it, I'm like, what do you know? It was it was yeah, perfect. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I hope maybe, I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe it will be be good and interesting. Honestly, I'm not even like up on the MCU. <laughs> I need yeah, me I need to get caught up. Uh, but I yeah I I think that you know uh, Mahershala Ali is a great actor, and if they do the writing right, certainly uh, the character will be accepted and people will like him. But it's not going to be the Blade we know and love. The blade yeah. that hates that motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. He, totally, <laughs> he kills fascists like that. That's the blade we love. That's the one that I like. But at the same time, I mean, dude, a lot of the young people watching the MCU movies weren't fucking born when this came out. They might not. No, have yeah, absolutely. Yeah, any idea? They, yeah, you know, they've never seen Wesley Snipes' blade, so they don't know what they're missing out on. So maybe this will be yeah. a good time for a fresh audience 100%. to see a new blade. And then, and then maybe when they're a little bit older, they'll go back and watch these blades and go, "Fuck, there were those right. are great, yeah." Like for real. So I mean, yeah, I hope that for them for sure. Yep, we'll see about it in the near future. I am sure. Uh-huh. You got any other uh, stuff you want to point out about this flick? No, man. I, I think that like I, I'm ready to to rank this. And the real problem is I don't know what I ranked the first blade because i would say this is better than than the I first we, blade i, I want to say we went in like six ish okay oh good then that's easy for me because i i'd say for me this is about seven and a half yeah um yeah. It, it you know that last quarter could be made up by having better dialogue maybe but i don't know i don't know that that would improve the movie i i don't know that the movie needs to be better right you know it's like a weird it, place but that's happened yeah. on the show before where we've been like yes this could be better but somehow it wouldn't make the movie better and I yeah don't know it wouldn't why improve the movie yeah. yeah i i i i and to say that this doesn't have a ceiling as high as other movies is kind of wrong too because it's like no i love the action in this movie we just did action august not long ago and like this is great as far as action goes, I I love the fights. I love what's going on. I love every single scene where they're just going to be kicking the shit out of each other. Um, the, I don't care what the plot is, I guess. Like, the fact that the plot is, oh, yeah, this guy's an evil Nazi is like, oh, great, cool. I hate him. He sucks. Yeah, so, so he yeah. can die later. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, yeah, seven, seven and a half is, is, is right where I am. How about you? I'm thinking seven. Yeah, I yeah. think that this is this is better than the first one, but the first is still really good. And obviously, this has it its fair it share is. of problems yeah. um, that we well, talked about. Does. But yeah. 
God, it's still a fun watch, man, and a great way to kick off No Vampire, where we're going to be talking about blood-sucking motherfuckers all Uh month here on the show, including next week's episode that we're going to be doing. Yes. We're going to be talking about Renfield. Yeah. I I mean, when we did Vampire's Kiss, like, Nick Cage as a vampire is already cool. It's already interesting. I need more. Yeah, yeah. So th- this is also another movie where we're going to be talking about CGI, uh, but I think the use of the CGI in Renfield is, I don't know, it's kind of so overt that it works. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah. I agree, uh-huh. man. I, I like yeah. this movie. I saw it whenever it came out earlier this year, so I'm excited to watch it again. I actually just bought it on Blu-ray, so I'm ready to oh, watch cool. it in Hell its yeah. fullest form here for the show yeah. next week. Hopefully you guys will tune in. Um, for that one and hopefully you guys will be doing some voting too we're going to be putting up some smoking polls you guys are picking the rest of the month after this damn that's right yeah i mean you know it's it's very possible with the patreon pick we could have a true no vampire five straight vampire movies um but yeah we're gonna gonna have a vote uh head on over to to uh our uh what do you call it facebook where you can vote and tell us what uh, i think there's eight choices uh the top two will be covered for the uh middle two weeks of november and i'm excited about that also just uh uh in a couple days after this comes out uh we're having the meetup here in portland look out Uh, yeah gonna be hanging out with some homies uh, me and Anna will be uh, uh, here in Portland meeting up with everybody at Belmont Station. Super excited for that on Friday night. But if you're coming in from out of town, uh, we're, we're going to be meeting up Thursday night, having a couple drinks. Of course, Saturday, uh, going to be doing some stuff. Uh, there is a Facebook chat that I created for the the uh, meetup. So go join that if you're going to be coming to the meetup to just know where we are and be able to meet up with us. And I'll be at home. So everybody enjoying do yourself. Yeah. <laughs> shots for me. I will be here yeah. uh, mashing rope and doing my duties and stuff. Not able to come out to that one myself. But yeah, um, I'm going to be sending it's over be an astral projection of myself. I'll be there yeah, at all awesome. times. Yeah. I, I obviously like they're, they're you know, going to be future meetups. Uh, I understand. If you want to hang out with both of your homies, I totally get it. Portland's a far place to go. But Time travel already, to the past know, a, and go to the other ones we did in the past. Exactly. But I know there's a, there's a, a good uh, group of people coming uh, from the East Coast and people coming from, from here. So uh, if, if you're in the local area and you haven't already planned to come, my man, drop by. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy yourself. There you go. Have yourself a good time and get your pull in my honor and yeah. uh yeah hang out with us on all of our other social medias uh-huh. our instagram our facebook group all that shit just look for our link tree page it's where you're also uh-huh. going to be able to find some dead and lovely merchandise that's right yeah Redbubble de- uh, dead uh hyphen and hyphen lovely dot uh we've put up uh, uh several of the uh, logo designs that we've used over the years i'm going to be putting them all up uh, it just, it's, uh, m- like 
so <laughs> it's so annoying doing it the because you have to go in and like do the logo placement and some of the logos are different like sizes variances etc blah 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 i'll have them all up eventually but we currently have like the the classic logo and uh one of uh trevor nesbitt's uh variant logos up uh as well as uh, the legacy brutality logo which is just get it on a shirt. That's the coolest thing ever made. Thanks again, Trevor Nesbitt, who is uh, uh, awesome and wonderful. Uh, but yeah, yeah, head on over to Redbubble and you can get a shower curtain. I oh. <laughs> There was an option for a puzzle. And oh, I love that. I used the black and white variant of the original logo that Jacob made us uh, and, and made a puzzle that I think will make someone like flip over their entire house with frustration. So wow, somebody buy that and put it together. <laughs> Damn, that's a hardcore fan right there. Yeah, hardcore. So yeah, check out the Redbubble shop. Uh, throw us some support and work on your upper nudity problem by buying yep. yourself a nice shirt or maybe just Hell two yeah. stickers to put over your titties. That would work. Yeah. Also, yeah, we're we're gonna have stickers at the meetup. So free sticker if you come to the meetup. Boom. You can cover up one today. Just the one. Pick a good one. Maybe pick your your worst one. I don't know. Whatever. You do you. How about that? I, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, the bad titty, you know, like they're, they're always different sizes. The bad titty. But if it's got a sticker of your favorite podcast on it is now the good titty. Right. Mm, you might be making the, the bad titty better or the good titty even more better. <laughs> Right? <laughs> and I apologize for calling it the bad titty. All titties are wonderful. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, yeah. Check out that stuff and tune in to the... Uh, to the, uh, to the Oh, wait. Patreon. Give us money on Patreon. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, ju- um, there, there's a Treehouse of Horror 4 episode up with uh, me and Emily. Uh, the Hell Rankers episode just went up um go, just head on over there become a patron on any level you get access to all our patreon exclusive episodes uh become a patron on a five dollar level you get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl then we cover that movie on the show which we just did with annihilation that grayson hester threw in so uh you know head on over there and if you want to support the entire idea of a true no vampire throw a vampire movie in there Throw a vampire movie in there. That's right. And uh, give us some support and tune in to the next installment of the show yeah. where I'll be Uncle Blue. Blue. And blue. I'll be Hollywood Swole. Blue. Blue. And we'll be <laughs> blue and bluely. Blue. I want to suck Bl- blue. Blue, blue. Blue. Blue now. <laughs> Pop quiz, hot shot. Name uh, the first thing that comes to mind. You ready for this? Okay. Who's your favorite Baja man? Uh, Which one? Which one's your favorite? Name your favorite Baja man. I like the one who says, who, who, who. <laughs> oh, that one, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you're a fan of the Baja men, huh? Name three of them. Hmm? Name three Baja men. <laughs> Name, name three Baja Men songs. <laughs> Try it. See if you can. <laughs> See, I think they really fucked up because, you know, when you think about other 
other squads, like musical squad groups, like right. let's say a, a Spice Girl, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They nailed it because they all had unique, you know, names and personalities. We had a right. Sporty Spice, a Scary right. Spice, whatever a, a baby. baby Spice might mm-hmm. be. The Baja Men, I think they all got together and were like, so which Baja Men are you going to be? I'm Baja Man. Oh, that's what I wanted to be. Uh, what, what about you, Jim? I was also going to be Baja Man. Shit. <laughs> they could have been like, well, it, was, it wasn't Baja like Baja California, right? It was like Baja like the Bahamas, right? See, B-A-H-A. that's what I was trying to remember. So they could have been different Bahamian islands. Okay, I've got to look this up here real quick. Uh-huh. I've got to, I've got to research. I got to do a little research to find out which one it was actually, because now you've really got me wondering. Yeah, you're, you're right. It is your... like Baha men. Uh huh. Yeah. What the fuck? You, your search results are going to be all fucked up now because Google's like, oh, oh, he's that old now. Oh no. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's man. looking up who the Baha men were. <laughs> Who were the Baja men, Google? (laughs) Holy shit, man. You know, I I looked them up. Do you know there were nine Baja men? Nine people were in that group. Nine. Oh, no. That's Slipknot. That's That's Slipknot, dude. Oh, my God. I just remembered the Baja men. They wore those like crazy masks on stage, right? And the jumpsuits and they hit trash cans. The jumpsuits, yeah, yeah. And they changed their name to Slipknot. Fuck. All right, that is, everything's coming together. That's where the Baja men went. They just became Slipknot, I'm pretty sure. See how they moved to Kansas and became Slipknot. Got it. <laughs> it all makes sense. Baja men, dude. How about Baja that? men. <laughs> you know, when you don't think about something for so long and it comes back and it immediately makes you laugh, I think that's a bad sign. Probably, for yeah. The artist, right? <laughs> yeah, probably not a good sign for them. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. 